like you better with glasses. Too bad. I like me better without them. Hey, pretty fans. It's book club time. <laughs> What's up? It's Valentine's Day. It is Valentine's Day. Will you be mine? I will be. I will be. Fax me. Fax you. That's what, you know, when those little candy hearts mm-hmm. started to try and get hip, you know? Yeah. It used to be like, call me. And oh, then they're gosh. like, oh, fax me. And it does like, not say fax Email me. me. Well, it I mean, it's, me. it's upgraded over the years. Better. I remember in like 2002, it was like, fax me. That's a new thing. Let's add that. Were you a big candy like, hearts guy? Orange only. Oh, that tracks. That tracks. Orange only. He loves everything orange. So, obviously, we had a choice on when to release this podcast, and Valentine's Day just seems so fitting as I'm sitting here looking at my The Summer I Turned Pretty official calendar hanging on my wall in the month of February. I know. Bonrad. And, you know, this book club, we're we're starting to get there, hun. We're starting to get to the... The parts that are a little bit more Bonrad-esque. You see what I'm saying? That's so. true. That's true. I'm excited to to get into it. I'm also excited for our live event coming up next weekend. Yes. This Saturday, 8 o'clock. Or the Sunday. I'm sorry, Sunday. guys. This Sunday, 8 o'clock. It's our first ever live event. We're going to try this thing. On YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube. So, you know, don't make fun of us. We're going to give it a whirl. It'll be fun. And we'll get to... Yeah, I don't know how the I can I'm gonna try and interact as we're going. So if y'all are chatting, I can be like, "Oh snap!" We'll read out some. Yeah, we'll Landon some, from uh, Seattle said such and such and such and such. Yeah, Gina from Texas said Vicky's got a bug in her hair. <laughs> More likely, Vicky will be queen of the draft, and I will win all the prizes. Because you guys are going to have to let us know who wins the draft. Right. But right. Um, get yourself a Valentine, guys, who says to you, oh, man, we have a TSITP draft coming up. I might have to go rewatch. So that's that's my hubby. I all can't the, confirm all, or deny if I said that. All for the love of the pod. But I did help plan this. Oh, yeah. And did the Instagram video. This is true. So listen, I am... So winning all the prizes here. You, I'm yeah, all getting follow, all the points. If you follow us on Instagram, you probably have seen us release some stuff about it. If you're strictly a listener, uh, heads up, go over to YouTube and you should be able to find it. It's going to be it's going to be posted as the next podcast episode. But this time you guys get to experience it live. Yeah. And we finally got our YouTube channel like officially uh, hooked up where it's like, you know, we can interact in, in different ways and all that stuff. So Come support. We're official now. Yeah, come support. Yeah. Um. So there's that. What else is there? What else has been going on? I don't know. I'm. Oh, uh, we're gonna go see Belly in. Not Belly. Lola. Lola in New York City next at the end of the month. At the end of the month, we're gonna go see her on Broadway. She made her Broadway debut last Friday. Vicky literally woke me up like out of a dead sleep to show me the video of her of her singing prancing around on the stage oh it's so cool it's so cool and i also showed you uh backstage she had fans waiting for her at the door backstage that won't be us i promise you uh, speak for yourself and then also uh members of the cast so jenny came out of nowhere and posted david and rain they went to go see lola and minnie i think that was there on saturday night 
and uh, rain was definitely there on Sunday. So let's get into this thing. The reading assignment was chapter 27 through 22, stop at 33. And I gotta say, oh, I was so sad that we stopped at 33, but I understand why we did. Where did we leave off last time, homie? Belly, Jeremiah goes over to Laurel's house. He thinks he's going to smooth everything over. Laurel's not budging. She was gracious and nice to Jeremiah, but she still put her foot down at the end of it. Like, I can't, I can't support this wedding, guys. And Belly runs upstairs to her bedroom, starts packing all of her shit. And Jeremiah's like, what are you doing? Belly's like, I can't stay here. We're getting married. She's wrong. She's going to have to come around. And Belly's like, I can't live here. So she went and quit her job at Bear's. She jumped in the car with her suitcase. So at this point, as we enter into the beginning of chapter 27, if you imagine it, Belly's booking it to Cousins, where she's planning on staying. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah is in the car behind her. Mm-hmm. And they're driving. And that's Belly's grand plan, is to spend the summer not working, focusing on the wedding, being away from her mom so that she doesn't, I guess, have the nagging of her mother, but also the guilt of doing something that her mom's clearly not in favor of. That's a tough spot to be in. It is. It is. So chapter 27 opens up with, we were at half an hour from Cousins when Jeremiah called and said, Conrad's been staying in Cousins. My heart dropped. Close. Really fucking close. My whole body went stiff. It was literally the next sentence. Hey. So yeah, I guess Conrad who came for that memorial dedication he never really left after they dropped the bomb on everyone so he's been staying at the beach house it seems like jeremiah knew that he was saying cousins he just didn't have a reason to tell belly and now he's told her um and belly kind of plays it off so i guess emotionally she's like oh that's kind of awkward she kind of plays it off she's like oh do you think he'll mind if i'm staying there too and uh it said i could hear jer hesitate no i don't think he'll mind I just wish I could be there too. If it wasn't for that stupid internship, maybe I should just quit. Yeah. I have a hard time, you know, placing Jeremiah being cool with it from the jump. If he actually knows that info, right? When she tells him that in the bedroom, mm-hmm. you'd think that he, she'd be like, no, that's not a good idea. Well, yeah, no, for sure. But also he doesn't want to come off as the jealous. Like he wants to believe that everybody can move on and he has nothing to worry about. So I don't know. It's it's tough for Jer too. I, I mean, I could see him like kind of thinking to himself, do I say something? Do I say something? Do I say something? So he was waiting until they were driving. He's like, fuck, I got to tell her. And so they end up, this is a scene where they get there, they're chilling on the back patio, I guess. And they're like, kind of like cuddling or being playful. They hear Conrad's car pull up and he's like got groceries. Conrad just like, what the hell are you guys doing here? Belly's going to stay here until the wedding. Conrad says, the wedding, you guys are going through with it. They both say yes. And then um, it's it's cute. Like, Belly's kind of, like, poking her head into the grocery bag, like, ooh, what'd you get type thing. And Conrad says he'll make them dinner. And then I want to ask you, because this is kind of the genesis of the whole, like, Jeremiah can't do things. I'm not saying actually. I'm just saying in the show they clearly portray him as not being able to do things. Um, and it wasn't just like Jenny waking up one day and being like, oh, yeah, we're going to make it so he can't do things. Like in the book, it's kind of established that way. So Conrad makes dinner. Both Jeremiah and Belly are like kind of surprised. They're like, oh, it's really good. He plays it off like it's all I really make. But since he's been living on his own, he cooks. 
belly teases Jeremiah like, hey, you could learn a thing or two. Yeah. He hasn't been out on his own yet like that. Right. It's true. Mm-hmm. You can understand how that would get under Jeremiah's skin. I don't know if it really does. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in that situation, if I put myself in his shoes, I could be like. Right. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know when this happened or not, but there is that inferiority complex that they've oh, talked yeah. about before. Yeah. And in this world, has that already happened? In this world, it's always ongoing. But yeah. during the flight, remember, she brings it up. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that already came up. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's already an, already an established fight that they have, right. you know, that like you have like fights in the well that you're like, oh, we're going to go back to that now. Yes. You know, that's kind of like picking at that scab a little bit. Yeah, it's on. Un, it's unfair belly. It's triggering to Jeremiah. Triggering the entire Jeremiah. thing is yeah. triggering to Jeremiah. I get it. Um, it can't work that way in the show because in the show, like Jeremiah is whipping up egg frittatas and like you know telling steven to stay away from his poached egg so you know jeremiah jeremiah in the show cooks uh and then it just kind of ends with them having a nice dinner con says that he's gonna clean up they're supposed to go get ice cream conrad tells them to just go which is another sign of like trying to keep his cool like keep his distance because it's an awkward situation all around i took it as him establishing his grown upness to them maybe you kids go play i'll continue with the you know like uh, yeah when we're having dinner when your mom's here she's like all right you kids go down and watch the football game i'm gonna stay that's up here fair. that's fair okay that's how you took it i mean and I, it happens all the time though like when they're when taylor's over in the first season and they're playing volleyball outside and like conrad and uh nicole come mm-hmm. and it's like oh the kids are playing the in game the pool and they're yeah. like sitting yeah and then uh you know just now they're sitting by the pool cuddling or doing whatever and it's like oh right here i come with my groceries because i'm a grown-up yeah well they do that in the show with um like he cleans up after the moms make a mess in the kitchen yeah, tell yeah. jeremiah to like wash his glass when he drinks milk yeah all, all power to being grown up it's very important but <laughs> i'm just saying it's part of the yeah that's that's fair um there's something that happens at the end of this chapter that i want your feedback on so hit me with it Conrad is clearly trying to get Jeremiah alone because he really wants to ask him about the wedding. So he asks him to go surfing. But he they come home. Conrad is watching TV. When they come in, he says he's going to bed. He just, again, doesn't want to be a part of that situation. But the interesting part is then he asks Jeremiah to go surfing with him tomorrow morning. And Conrad's a little bit hesitant because he's like, yeah, I don't want to knock on your door. I don't want to wake up belly because we're getting up pretty early. Assuming that they're sleeping in the same bedroom. Jeremiah was also assuming they were sleeping in the same bedroom. Belly kind of like, you know, bites her tongue a little bit. Conrad goes upstairs and Belly's like, yeah, I was kind of thinking that I would sleep in my own bedroom. Do you think that's weird? Like Belly describes it as like, she's like, it It just feels weird. Like when it's just them alone at college, it totally makes it. sense that they sleep in the same bed. But when they're. It does make sense to me. It does make sense to you. Why? Because she's got 18 years of experience as in this house, it's one way. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm going to go change the dynamics with my behavior and growing up and all that, I still yeah. want this safe place of sleeping in my bedroom. Well, yeah. And just like the feeling that you get when you go there, mm-hmm. you know, that's fair. That's totally fair. Now, do you think that it's, do you think that if you were Jeremiah, you would feel kind of weird about that? I get I get how Jeremiah would feel weird about it. Yeah. But for Belly's sake, this is the first time 
they would be doing that and i can understand how it could be a little bit messy yeah in, in her mind like i just what i'm used to with this house is this bed i've done it for however as long as i can remember you there's know. some nostalgia to it right i never thought i'd be sleeping in your room with you it's kind of feels a little bit dirty let me just stay in <laughs> yeah the safe zone i gotcha okay um, i don't think it has to do with conrad okay chapter ends with i slept better than i had in weeks then we get conrad's pov while they're surfing i can't tell if you like this part or hate this part because the very first time you heard this chapter it was the first time that i you know obviously i'm always going to remember this moment it was the moment that i think you turned team conrad yeah because it's the first time you get to hear like TV show or book. Because at that point, we'd only seen season one. It's the first time you're hearing yeah. his internal monologue. Yeah. And I, I just have a tough time with it now, you know, after like so many more episodes have come out and listens where it's just so his internal monologue is just so different than his what he puts out there in the world. Yeah. Like I cannot picture him thinking that way. Yeah. Like punching the water. I'm like, I don't see him doing that. Like punching the water, being upset. That's my girl. I'm like, dude, he would never say that. He would never. But I think that's the point is that he would never say that out loud. He needs to eventually or he's going to lose this girl. Not his girl. He's going to lose this girl. I just want to make sure I didn't. Yeah. I don't agree with him. She's not his property. But I also think there's like a certain narrative tactic here. Where you're supposed to, they're like lulling you into placing Conrad a certain way. Yeah. It's been two and a half books until we've heard him. Right. So you're like lulling the audience into thinking Conrad is just a, a jerk and, you know, doesn't care. And then, bam, we're going to hit you with his internal monologue. And it's the complete opposite. I feel like it's intentional. Yeah. Well, it is intentional. but I, But then in the show... In the show, he does show different sides of himself. And I don't know if that's just Chris acting. I think it's season like, two like, is... It's because you can see the longing looks and you can see when he's jealous and you can see when he's upset. But like I, even in season two, it was so out of character for him to like outwardly flirt with her when he saw her well, well, and Jeremiah with the Slurpee thing. Season like, two. That was really cool. Season one was supposed to be all a tidy yes. thing. Yes. All three books in one. Yes. Everything that happens beyond season one is like, it feels separate. To yes. Me. It feels yeah. separate. Yeah. Like season two is separate. It's not right. so much tied to the well, original idea. Yeah. But, but I think acting and the things that you don't have to explicitly say, but you can infer more scenes allows us to kind of guess what his internal thoughts are. And then they gave him, I agree with you about the book, but then they gave him Cleveland in season one and they gave him Steven in season two. Those two characters were the ones that like asked him questions and like fucking pulled answers out of him. True that. As it pertains specifically to Belly. So if it weren't for those characters and Nicole even, like, Nicole directly had to ask him straight up, like, is it belly? Do you like belly? So um, there's that. But, I mean, I like that Conrad brought it up to Jeremiah, but then he just kind of let it go when Jeremiah started to get upset and defensive. Like, does he have a place as an older brother to tell you, like, hey, this is kind of stupid what you're sure. doing? You do. 
Sure. But he also has a conflict of interest. So, I mean, it's it's tough to. Right. You could be fronting like you're being putting on the big brother hat, but it could just be a. But I, I think that's reason. why he punches the water, right? Because Jeremiah knows that he has a conflict of interest. So he's like, that's why he said, like, this is between me and Belly. And Conrad's like, between me and Belly, it's my girl. <laughs> all right. Well, this is the first inkling where we get he couldn't do anything about it. And we're all like, why can't you fucking do anything about it? He said, I have to watch it happen because he was my brother, because I promised. Take care of him, Connie. I'm counting on you. You could argue from the other side of the coin that taking care of him would be like, I don't give a fuck what you think. I take my relationship with Belly off the table. This is the wrong thing to do. Right. Right. I just don't. Yeah, I think the the water is a little bit too muddied at this point for, hey, for that thought. They're in the water. So a little honey. Mm-hmm. I'm very funny today. Okay. Chapter 29. Chapter 29, Belly wakes up. The boys are out surfing. She's sitting by herself and she's just kind of like messing with her wedding book, trying to think through who is going to be invited to the wedding. Jeremiah shows up and this is where it's not really that they're not getting along. It's a very short chapter. We don't need to say much about it, but I think last time we were listening to it, Mm -hmm. I got a speeding ticket. Mm, That's factually correct. And I think that you're actually getting pulled over during this chapter. I So I'm feeling, I just felt it hit me. I'm like, I remember hearing this. Yeah, you're so distracted. Cop lights behind me. You're so distracted by Lola Tung's voice. But anyway, they're, they're basically just planning out the wedding. And this is the part where Jeremiah was kind of talking to Belly about the food and how much food they would need and how many kegs they would need. And if they're going to do a clam bake. And then Jeremiah starts to list off all of his fraternity brothers. Redbird and uh, Cherokee. (laughs) Peterson, Gomez, and definitely Redbird. So, um, yeah. So he's kind of like naming all of these people that he's going to invite. And Belly's like, we can't invite all those people. We have no money. So there's some kind of. Right there. That's a good reason. It should be a good trigger in your head to not do it. Right. Right. Is anyone out there in favor of this wedding? Ah. I don't know. No. If you're in your car listening right now, raise your hand. <laughs> um, yeah, let us know if you're in favor of this wedding. But like, not, like whoever it is aside, the age thing is probably like as an old man now. Yeah, but it's back, it's a cute it's a cute like Jeremiah like Jeremiah and Belly kind of like being alone planning their wedding, and there's a cute like I can't wait to marry you. I can't wait to marry you either. And then it just says that Jerry left later that afternoon because as we know he's got this internship, so he's really only going to come visit Belly at the cousin's house like friday right he's gonna drive down on friday stay through the weekend and that'll be that so she gave him a hug and said see you in five days and that was it that's that chapter not even a kiss huh uh, i'm sure they kissed okay. oh i it said i give him a big hug okay but you know five days well five, yeah because he's got his internship so that's the work week jaffiel jaffiel all right uh chapter 30 is when things start to get interesting that first week in cousins i steered clear of conrad but then i saw him on the ladder and then i saw him <laughs> fixing the drain yes. and painting the stoop yeah so they basically said they steered clear from each other like when he was watching tv she was upstairs when she was upstairs he's whatever um and then she she takes note of what he does though <laughs> Um, weird or not weird. She's like, he served, he hung out with friends, he worked on the house. I didn't know, I wouldn't have known it if I didn't see it with my own two eyes, but he was handy. On a ladder, 
Good, good memory, hun. On a ladder, repainting the mailbox. I saw it all from my bedroom window. You were joking, but I think when we were listening to it, you're like, stalker. Yeah, not paying attention, but at the same time, keeping a very detailed checklist. I mean, isn't that how it always is with your crush? Think back to like okay. parties and grades, like even in grade school or like high married. school. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I was eating a Pop-Tart on the deck. He comes by. Um, he just came back from the gym. And they have their, I guess, first real conversation. She was eating a Pop-Tart. And he's like, is that what you're eating? And she innocently thinks that he's going to ask for one. She's like, yeah, but it's my last one. And he makes fun of her eating habits. Somebody wrote in, and forgive me that I'm, yeah, that I, I don't have your name on, on the tip of my tongue. But somebody wrote in and was like, can we talk about Belly's eating habits? Like, does she actually eat anything healthy in the book or in the show? I'm going to stick up for her here. Okay. Because I'm with you on all the other stuff. The Easy Mac, the, you know, sugary drinks. Pop-Tarts, sugary drinks. But I always have a sugary breakfast. Not a sugary, a sweet breakfast. I know I try and do like fake sugar. <laughs> you know, like like uh, carb bars that are replaced by fake sugar. But my, my right. breakfast is always sweet. You know that. Right. Okay. So I'm going to stick up for her because sometimes in the morning, you know, it goes perfect with your coffee. I'm just saying. Also, they were they were all really hungry, like in season two. They're all really hungry when they stop at that gas station and it's raining. And it's like, you could get Chex Mix. <laughs> you could get pretzels. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yay, Swedish fish. And anyway, it's just funny. I like to, I'd like Twizzlers on the road. Yeah. But what's funny about it is it's got to be intentional because Conrad calls her out on it. So he says, whatever I buy, you can eat. She goes, same here. And he smiles and says, you can keep your Pop-Tarts and your Funyuns and your Kraft Mac oh, and Cheese all to yourself. Funyuns. No, that's, I can't, I can't help her there. You can't? No. Well, you know, Funyuns just give you a whole mouth taste for the rest of the afternoon. Fair. But then the next morning she said that she woke up. She saw he left the box of cereal out for her. Mm. Um, he had skim milk out. And he had fruit and a fruit bowl. So she cut up a banana and ate it. And she's like, it wasn't half bad. And then she goes into this thing where she's like, he turned out to be a pretty good house guest. And she directly compares him to Jeremiah, says he's the exact opposite of Jeremiah. Not changing the toilet paper roll, not buying more paper towels you know, when you run out. But Conrad took care of all of that. Uh, the grass is always greener, right? Yeah. But I think it does make sense. As in, I she has a ability to be extremely nitpicky and favor conrad but when you agree to marry someone it's probably the first time she's ever thought about this stuff right like Fair. what is it actually going to be like to live with this human being am i going to do all the cooking am i going to do all the chores am i going to have to always buy the toilet paper and like the paper towels and put it back on the roll like that it's the first time that she's thinking about it the problem is that she's thinking of that in opposition to the man that she's marrying who happens to be conrad and then this i asked a question on instagram and i wanted to know people's like underrated bonrad moments and i don't know why but from the very first time i read the book and i like read the book fast the very first time i read this book it was like 
it's weird that it tugged at my heartstrings so much, but I was just like, I really, really like the part where she may like she goes out to the store and she buys lettuce and she buys like a jar of sauce and noodles and she like makes spaghetti and she said i cooked it around seven thinking ha this will show him how healthy i can eat i ended up overcooking the pasta not rinsing the lettuce enough but it tasted fine conrad didn't come home though so i ate in front of the tv i did put some leftovers on a plate for him and I left it on the counter when I went to bed. The next morning it was gone and the dish was washed. I think it's just a great economy of words. And like it's four sentences that tell the full story. Explain. What's the full story? I had an idea. I wanted to prove something to somebody else. Yeah. I executed it, but I wasn't able to prove it to him. But wait. Yeah. Maybe he did get the message. Right. But there's just something about it that's really nice right it's just like it's two people living together and i think that's what i like about it. i mean yeah the 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 him washing the dish and everything it puts a really nice bow on it not just that but like he left the cereal out for her you did this for me the other day right like you leave the cereal out and you left the bowl and a spoon and you left the milk out and i went down and i just made my like it's just it's it's a nice two people living together kind of thing and I know how it feels like when you buy a gift for someone or you're trying to surprise someone and then you just like wait for them to get home and you can't wait for them like to show them the surprise and then he doesn't come home. Like yeah. we've all been there before. So, yeah, it reminds me of the breakup with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. The Jennifer Aniston is all excited to bring Vince Vaughn to the, I think the concert was the B-52s and she's got these two seats and it shows her and she's walking in with two beers and she sits down in her seat and he's supposed to meet her there. And then he never comes and she's sitting there with everyone else standing up around her cheering. With two beers. With two beers. And then, you know, it's right. super sad. Heartbreaking. So that was the same time. Like I read the, I read it and I was like, no, he didn't come home. And then nice bow on top for sure. Right. That he still ate it and cleaned his dish. All right. Um, the next time that Conrad and I spoke to each other. So she was in the... I guess, kitchen table, um, putting together wedding invitations. He had come back from a run. He looks over his, like, wedding invitations. She um, she needs to go out and get love stamps is, is basically what this is about. So she says she needs to go get stamps. Um, he said that he needs to run to the store anyway, so he offered to get the stamps for her. She wanted to come because she wanted to, like, pick out the stamps herself. He goes upstairs, comes back down, and then – they're Did going you get on a them trip. Hand canceled. Yeah, yeah. So they're well, well, they're going on a trip. And there's a little bit of awkwardness. There's a little bit of awkwardness inside of here where she is just she's making small talk. She's like, oh gosh, I can't even remember the last time I was in your car. And he just goes, You're prom. <laughs> awkward, I was think on that one real quick. Awkward silence. And then they're just quiet about it. Um, and then yeah, there's a cute moment where she is in the post office clearly like over her skis like she's so young she hasn't done any research taylor's done more research about how to plan a wedding than she has and the post office lady asks if she wants a hand cancel she makes an educated guess goes out and asks conrad and conrad has the right answer and again it's this little nostalgic like oh i've known you since you were little you used to believe everything that i said and she remembers like every detail of his 
stamp collection and his encyclopedia obsession. And he makes fun of himself. He's like, I was such a little geek. No, you were cool. Right. So, I mean. I mean, that is true. Some people can make like things look cool regardless of. Nerdy stuff just yeah. seem really cool. Yeah. Um, but the sad part about it is, you know, he said, you used to believe everything I told you. And then she's like, like internal monologue. She says, yeah, I used to believe everything you said, um, including the time that you said you didn't care about me anymore, which is flashbacks of like the motel scene and stuff. Like, oh yeah, I used to believe you all the time. So I believed you when you said you didn't love me. I believe you when you walked away. I believe blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, so I, I choose to believe that. And I choose not to believe anything else you say. It's kind of sad. That is sad. Yeah. Um, then we get the chapter. She asks if he has a girlfriend. Oh, do you love someone? Well, he, well, he, she asks, like, why did you stay away? And you must have a girlfriend out there. He says, no, end of chapter. And then you hear Chris Briney doing the narration of her name was Agnes. And then he tells the story about this girl mm. that he met in school. I'm happy that there was a girl. Are you I'm happy there was so a girl? so happy. Oh, so happy. There was like five girls or whatever. <laughs> You'd like to believe that. I don't know. I mean, depending how long he was out there. Big man on There campus. might have been a few. Yeah. He's the, he walked on the football team. Come on. <laughs> you you hope that he had a great time out at Stanford and he didn't pine for belly. Right, not right, one right. iota. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it just kind of gives context that he, he he's not like, not experiencing life right because of this whole belly thing yeah it's a good it's a good reminder yeah that there are plenty of fish in the sea but then this girl i guess they hung out but it was very very casual they'd been seeing each other for a few months he never invited her to meet his friends never hung out with her and her friends he's i think he said that her parents like live near the town of the college and palo alto he never met them or anything so there is something to that so i guess she could kind of see where it was headed and she asks him have you ever been in love and his answer was man this one time means girl belly yeah um he he describes it in a really sweet way because she's like how did you know you're in love and he's like you don't really know it's like going from being in a state of being asleep and then awake. There's like a gradual period where it's happening, but you're completely unconscious to it. And then you bam, just, you're in it. You just are. Yeah. So that was really sweet. But he kind of says, I love the I love the Conrad voiceover because like you said, it's very like it's a little bit more brash. And what he ends up saying is, um, man, I was a piece of shit. Cause like he's telling this girl that he was in love with someone once before. He's answering all of her stupid questions about it. And then she's like, do you love me? It's like, fuck. No, I don't. Yeah, Conrad's not much for spinning things. <laughs> no, not at all. So that's where it ends, like this whole section. But um, he says that he didn't want to lie to Agnes. He basically just said, like, no. But the way that the chapter ends is I'd stay away for two years. I had to. I knew I shouldn't even be in the summer house because being there, being near her, I just wanted what I couldn't have. It was dangerous. She was the only person I didn't trust myself around. And then he says something about I need to keep my distance. Um, if she knew how much I still cared, it was all over. Yeah, I, I again, it doesn't track with what he puts out there. Right. This part is probably the most telling. He made a promise to Susanna 
like promises that you make on your mother's deathbed. They're absolute ironclad. Titanium is what he says. No way you're breaking them. I looked out for my brother the best way that I could. I kept my word. I left. Which you said, you said like the best thing Conrad did for Belly and Jeremiah was fucking leave. Right. Out of sight, out of mind. Right. So he did that on purpose, even though it killed him. Um, He said, I might have been a fuck up and a failure and a disappointment, but I wasn't a liar. I did lie to Belly, though, just that one time in that crappy motel. Oh, man. So now he's admitting that he lied at the motel. He did it on purpose. He let her be with Jeremiah. Jeez. All right, hon, I got to let you finish this up by yourself because I'm going to a basketball game right now, and he just pulled into the driveway. Well, we're pretty much done. Okay, so I'm going to let you wrap it up. And uh, guys, great talking to you again. Got a date with my uh, neighbor going to a basketball game, and he's here, and I got to go. Oh, but love you guys. Well, wait, but um, shout out to uh, your friend's wife, Emmy, who is um, a big Team Conrad girly and a fan yeah. of TSITP. So if you hear that. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, so what you got to do is uh, make sure that you grab the Connie baby sticker oh, that's over her- there, and you got to give that to him. He's going to look at you all funny. Yeah, 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 probably. But you got to be like, you got to give. The- I'll leave it in his car by accident. You got you, you to <laughs> give the sticker of this random boy to gotcha. your wife. All right. Love you guys. <laughs> Bye. All right, guys. Um, sorry, we're a little bit short on time today. But where we're at is we are on chapter 33. So please don't hate me. Um, I think we all know why we needed to stop right at this chapter. It is the big, bad Conrad confession. Um, We got a little bit of explanation on why he did it, which is his mother was dying. He made a promise. And for one reason or another, giving Jeremiah what he wanted as it pertained to Belly specifically, was the action that Conrad decided to take. So um, chapter 33, guys, is the flashback to the motel scene, the infamous motel scene, um, where we will get a Conrad POV of how it went down and how he thought about it. So no spoilers, although I'm sure I'm speaking to an entire audience of people who already knows what happens. Um, But we're going to go chapter 33 through 38 Eight, stop at chapter 39 so um that'll be the next section y'all have a very happy valentine's day um again go listen like subscribe go check out the live event that we have coming up on sunday that's february 18th at 8 p.m eastern time u.s join us for that we are so excited you're going to see more content um, just about that and yeah, better with the glasses podcast. I'm sorry. I messed that up. This is why I need my husband here. Um, at better with glasses pod on Instagram, better with glasses pod at gmail.com for any questions, comments. And other than that, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. <laughs>